Coach Matt. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome back, Gamer Nation, to episode 25, we think, of Geekhead Radio. This is your co-host, oh, I think I'm Preacher23, and um, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Clayton hey and Courtney. Hey guys, it's Perrin. How you doing tonight? And this is Courtney. Hiya. I, yeah, we took a break for one episode, and we haven't recorded in a month, and it feels like it's been six to me. Six months yeah. of no broadcasting. And then... Yep. And then... Nice break. We're not <laughs> even on... Yeah, but we're not even on schedule yet, because uh, uh-uh. because of our taking such breaks, we conflicted with the Order 66 podcast, and uh, yeah, they're kind of bigger than us, so we decided to not try and compete with them. I mean, we wouldn't want to knock down their listenership. I mean, we're being, we're being polite. Oh, yeah. Being, doing the right thing. All five yes, of them. Just think of all the people that were in the uh, that were in the chat room right now had had you know were there and taking away from Order sixty six. Exactly. <laughs> Would have been awful. <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible. Because we've got us in the chat room. <laughs> this is what we get for recording on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll have fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Well, uh, I think um, it's it's time to do kind of you know. How do we get? How did people get a hold of us? Because I mean, this might be a little important at the end of the podcast. Could be. Well, there are a couple fun ways to get in touch with us. Uh, you can start with you could email us. Email is is like all the rage these days. Awesome. Um, I hear. I hear the kids are all into it. It has it, it beaten stamp collecting by quite a bit. Oh. <gasps> So if uh, you want to ask us a question or send us a comment, you could do that at geekheadradio at gmail.com. Or if you want to say something personally to one of the three of us, you can uh, send it to Aaron, Clayton, or Courtney at geekheadradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, uh, Geekhead Aaron, Geekhead Clayton, and Geekhead Court. Um, You can uh, follow us on Facebook. We're always posting the latest news out there. Um, and it's kind of critical to, to kind of follow us on Facebook and to kind of pay attention to us on iTunes. Yeah, because uh, the more you guys follow us, the more we do, the more fun we have, the more it is enjoyable to listen to us. Good and things might happen to you if you follow us. You might get mm-hmm. extra entries. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we are so subtle. We're subtle like a George Lucas plot point. <laughs> oh dear lord <laughs> For, I hope our dialogue is better uh, That could be questionable at times But <laughs> I know What helps us with our dialogue? Drinks! Well as I went home on a Monday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw a horse outside me door Where my old horse should be Well I called me wife and said to her Will you kindly tell to me who owns that horse outside the door? 
where my old horse should be. Ah, you're drunk, you're drunk, you silly old fool, still you can't see. Sure, that's a lovely All right, so... What that is you? fun. <laughs> that is so much fun. I'm bouncing. It's awesome. We should use that more. <laughs> All right. I think I'll pull up some more great Irish pub songs for the drink of the show. <laughs> so, uh, Clayton, what you drinking today? I am enjoying an 802 cider from the great state of Colorado. Woohoo! <laughs> And and I'm drinking uh, a concoction that I was introduced to an early episode of the Order 66 podcast by GM Dave. It was um, Captain Morgan's Coconut Rum mixed with uh, classic Hawaiian punch. And, uh, Keeping I think, it classy. Yeah, and my tolerance is... Well, I'm out of my beer. I drank it all and I'm not on top <laughs> of my brewing. And uh, You're out of beer? Yeah, yes. It's a problem, I say. But I was hoping to try your chocolate stout. Oh, God, that's right. I wasn't going to have that ready in time because we're going to see each other next week. Yo! But oh. sadly, nonetheless, I, I will take you to the good pubs around. Okay. Um, yeah, the, my tolerance is up a little too high. This ain't doing shit, so <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be the designated driver. <laughs> However, I am the designated driver. Uh, tonight, I have a white tea with honeysuckle. And it mm-hmm. is pretty darn tasty. Awesome. Well, I think it's time that we just kind of just jump into the news. Because we don't really have a meet, per se. But there's much to talk about with very small amounts of news stories. So, let's, let's get to it. Let's jump into the skewed news first. We've got two bits. And both of these, I, I, I would, I'm going to love to hear your guys' comments and, on these two stories because they've done the rounds. Um, they're sorry, three bits. Actually, we have three because I, I put something in the wrong place. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are a professional podcast. Woohoo! I swear mm-hmm. it's just honeysuckle. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the first one is Elon Musk's latest brainchild uh, birth, and that is his Hyperloop project. Basically, sh- shove people in a pneumatic tube and treat them like uh, your money going between the teller and your car <laughs> at a bank. <laughs> Do I get a sucker at the end? If you survived going um, 800 miles an hour between L.A. and San Francisco, <laughs> yes. Now, Elon Musk, is smell, you know, I'm sure he smells wonderful, but just his name evokes some sort of cologne. Yeah. But, um, or somebody who doesn't bathe very often. But he is a genius. He created PayPal. He created Tesla Motors. And now he's giving us pneumatic trains to go zipping down giant tunnels down the California coast. Technically, other people have tried this before, but... But they're not as cool as he is. They're not as cool, because they didn't do PayPal and Tesla. Exactly. So, the basic premise, I I, I seem to recall, and and Clayton, I I hope that, that, that you have the more technical aspects prepared, but if you've listened to any news in the last couple of weeks, you probably know more than we do. But, um... Basically, they're giant vacuum tubes that will shoot a car of sorts down this tunnel 
um, using air, uh, the change in air pressure. Uh, there's supposed to be quite a bit of water used to help um, cushion the high friction that will occur on the supposed sleds down the tunnel. And basically, you're just going to be like a giant suppository down the world's largest bunghole. Wow, that was evocative. <laughs> That's a great image. <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked what Musk said about it, saying it was a cross between a Concorde and a railgun and an air hockey table. Air hockey which, table. Butter. Which sounded kind of like some parties I went to with chemistry majors in college. <laughs> and we still won't <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> yeah. You're so hot, you could be called magnesium. <laughs> Uh, I've never heard that one, actually. I, I, I made it up, and, and, and our chemistry friends have now turned off the podcast. Pretty much. <laughs> but I, li- I like the idea. I like that he's pushing it. Granted, he's not going to do it. He just spent probably millions of dollars doing all the research to say, here's how to do it. Uh, somebody who has $7.5 billion, go for it. Is there a Kickstarter? <laughs> uh, you can you wow. can deposit it into a that- PayPal account. <laughs> uh, now I was listening to NPR, um, and they were they were saying that one of, one of the big issues that you know Elon Musk came up with this idea that you know hey it's so cost effective is the the sad reality that he underestimates how much land costs to lease or purchase in order to place this type of tube. Um, and and I think that alone, just because of the real estate, will shoot that up far above the seven billion that he has quoted. Well, well. the uh, the the big problem that I see with this is his unending focus on California, where it would never fly in the first place because the hippies would never let it happen. But it's clean energy. Why can't they just let it happen? <laughs> Let's do it underground. It won't affect as many trees. I mean, personally, uh, it would probably do quite well here in Texas. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'd love it in Colorado. I see, and that's that's the thing. What happens with elevation changes? Are they just anticipating that that what mm. they'll do is just tunnel straight through, and that becomes a logistical nightmare? So it's going to be handled. Um, a variety of ways, uh, because one of the things in his paper is he the the system has to be set up so that in the event of a catastrophic power failure, where uh, <laughs> uh, where the, uh, where you stop all of a sudden. Yes. Well, no, well, there wouldn't be any sudden stops. The system's actually designed not to have sudden stops. Because <laughs> if you did, you sure. would become a smear on the front windshield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but um, it needs to be set up so that turns are extremely gradual. I mean, even more so than, I mean, trains are have relatively so slow gradient uh, up and down changes. Uh, this is even more severe than that. Um, it's like half a radii uh, a mile. Hmm. So, I mean... You almost have to look at it from orbit to actually see any turns or over a course of a state to see any to see a rise in uh, uh, the track. So it's quite it's actually exceptionally gradual, but that's all in the name of safety. 
Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense, but mm-hmm. I'm still thinking what they need is a giant Hot Wheels track with those little motors on the side that have got the spinning rubber wheels that as the car pushes through, it just fling, flings it yeah, through there. Yeah, the cars never flew off that. <gasps> I thought that was the entire point. <laughs> I think this is a wonderful idea, and I don't think we'll ever see this idea come to fruition. I know. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Me neither. But at least somebody was trying. I mean, we, he, he wasn't going to give us teleportation, and, and technically speaking, teleportation would be instantaneous death because you'd be deconstructed on a molecular level and then reconstructed, so it's not worth it. Well, no, and they also did some math to figure out, uh, figure, figure out how much bandwidth you'd need for that, and they're pretty much saying, yeah, not feasible. <laughs> One <laughs> big-ass computer. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Like the size of a planet. Yeah. But isn't our planet already a computer? Run by mice. Yes. <laughs> There's our Greek geek cred. All right, let's talk about there other science. <laughs> so, speaking of planets and and getting away from them as fast as possible, um, NASA put out a tweet earlier this week saying, "Hey, uh, September 9th, look towards the western, western. Uh, it's not the western, eastern, eastern sky of Virginia." Um, and you will see a bright light ascending into the sky as uh, Virginia's Wallop uh, Launch Center comes online for the first time, sending a satellite to the moon. Yay! And and, and what are they doing with Cape Canaveral? Um, they are going to be shutting down most of the primary launch facilities. Um, but over, not everything. Not right? everything. Because they yeah. just shipped out some, they just shipped out something for the Mars, for the Mars program from Colorado. I read that. Yeah, the basically they are in the process of shutting down, reorganizing, and starting up all of Cape Canaveral, and this is going to happen over the next five or six years as they transition into the new space program, um, but. They're also looking to private sectors and other launch facilities um, so that they aren't stuck with Canaveral as the uh, uh, and its proximity to the Caribbean and, oh, say, hurricanes um, <laughs> to do their launching. So their wallop is now online. Um, there are uh, two launch facilities that are being looked at here in Texas. Um, One on the coast, literally across the border from Mexico. Um, So very much like Cape Canaveral, so it's on the water. Awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other one, a little bit more interesting, it's the middle of the farmland west of Austin, or east of Austin. Um, uh, Which seems to be a heck of a lot more dangerous because shit can fall on people and the launch vector would be over like the sixth largest city in the entire country but it's a great opportunity to blow up a lot of texans oh wait you're in texas we don't want that it's okay it's it's east blowing up is bad oh okay it's eastern texas then we can do that yeah giant crater (laughs) yeah so yeah it's it, it the the big news for as far as the closing down is is the shuttle stuff is officially Coming completely offline. Um, well, we can. It's, it's the beginning of October. 
Okay. Um, so if you want, if you have the want to see any of the shuttle launch facilities, assembly facilities, get your ass to Florida before, I think it's the second week in October, so you can see that firsthand. They're doing, they're tr- literally trying to stuff as many tours as possible in so people can see that part of NASA history. Okay. Yeah. And in other NASA history, I think they've officially said that the Kepler Space Telescope is dead. Yes. Mm. Yeah, the last motor went offline and they haven't been able to do much more with it. So they've got plenty of information for more planet hunting, but no more Kepler. Oh, Mm. well. Okay. Well, what else do we got? You added something here. This This is classic... Philip K. Dick, paranoid science fiction coming on. Totally, totally, yes. Apparently, scientists at the University of Washington have have spent you know quality time making making a making a device that allows somebody on one side of the campus to control a dude's finger on the other side of the campus. Not my take, finger. Take a moment with that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You can pick your nose or you can never mind. Sure. Right. Yes. They have <laughs> through the internet, through the power of the internet, they have created a, a control humanoid spell. Uh, they've they they put, you know, a one of those one of those hats with with electrodes and um, on one guy and had him watch a uh, watch a video game. Uh, and a cannon shooting video game, and said, "When you when you want to shoot the cannon, imagine your finger moving. Don't actually do it. Imagine your finger moving." And then they hooked some other guy up across campus with a uh, with a hat with the uh, with the electrodes over the part of his brain that controls his finger. And every time this guy, the guy on one end of the campus, thought about moving his finger to shoot the cannon, the other guy's finger twitched. Yes. That won't get us in trouble. No. Never. This this never. can this can <laughs> this could never be abused later on. No, this could never go wrong. Yeah. As yeah. soon as as soon as they hook it into the the Bluetooth network and the earpieces, we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah, pretty it's ga- much. It's going to be like Dollhouse, but that's too vague of a reference. So never mind. <laughs> going to erase our memories, man, and to control us. Uh, th- th- just just starting with the fingers. Starting small. <laughs> But I love my finger. <laughs> well, so does the guy across campus, apparently. <laughs> and so, so does his girlfriend. All right, <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I, I love these. I love these stories about sci- about science experiments that are really kind of cool, but should be in the college class that I think should be required for all science and engineering majors, where they watch and read sci-fi to see what <laughs> what horrible things they could rot upon this earth if they are not careful. Ethics, <laughs> man. Ethics. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. And since I'm, you know, a little fast on the trigger here. I think it's time that we move along to entertainment. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Doom. All right. That never gets old to me. (laughs) Super friends. I so hope they they somehow work that into uh, the Justice League movie. (laughs) And we will talk about that in a bit. So before we get to the Justice League movie... Or 
the Batman versus Superman. Let's talk Joss Whedon. So I have, I, I will admit, I have not read this article. Um, so you're going to have to explain it to me so I can react live on the air. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to paraphrase this. Basically, Joss Whedon created a huge fanboy uproar where he said that um, he, he did not think that Empire Strikes Back, as a child, had an ending. And, of course, everybody reacted and went, What?! Empire Strikes Back is the best movie ever! But if you think about it, it really doesn't have an ending. I'm sorry. I read this, and my first thought was, Joss Whedon would have been happier if they just shot Han in the head, <laughs> as opposed to carbonite him where he could brought back. That's why Joss Whedon was disappointed. Nobody randomly died. That is an ending. <laughs> I will never forgive you for Wash, Joss. Yeah, basically... Um, Let's see here. When he was explained, um, when somebody said, you know, you think Empire had a, had, had a bad ending, this was uh, um, an Entertainment Weekly interview. He said, well, it's not an ending. Um, he said, it's a comeback next week or in three years, and that upsets me. I go to movies expecting to have a whole experience. If I want a movie that doesn't end, I'll go to a French movie. That's a betrayal of trust to me. A movie has to be complete within itself, and I just and, and can't just build off of the first one or play variations. Um, and so that's his personal opinion. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he never once said that it was a bad movie. He just said he didn't like the ending and it, it, if you're looking for it to be a full story, completely encapsulated in 125 minutes, he's right. There isn't really much of an ending. I mean, you get some big reveals, but that doesn't constitute an ending. Nothing really final, like gels together. It's a it's it's a giant hook for Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal marketing, phenomenal. Yeah. So and and being as in Empire Strikes Back was the first movie that I saw in the theater at the ripe old age of two and a half. Um, I don't remember <laughs> a whole lot about that screening, but I, I don't think I really understood a whole lot about it. But I do more clearly remember Return to the Jedi, and I remember being pretty excited by that point, wondering what happened to Han, what happened to, uh, you know, who was Boba Fett, um, you know, what's going to happen with Darth Vader. Um, that was about it. <laughs> but I'm sure if you were you're a little older, like my co-host here, um, just a little bit. A lot in Clayton's case. In Clayton's case. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that three-year wait was an eternity, but um, I think overall it's like, eh, all right, whatever. Joss Whedon doesn't love Star Wars. People just want to whine. Live with it, guys. Uh, yeah, really live much. with it. He said, he, he said he was a big Star Wars fan. He just didn't. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, not his not cup of tea. Whatever. And I hate french movies so <laughs> i thought that was funny because i particular I, I like that aspect of french movies personally but <laughs> the only french movie i liked was city of lost children we've talked about that many many mm-hmm. many times ago so uh we've got a little more information on uh speaking of joss whedon avengers 2 rise of ultron did we even yeah we we, we said it was rise of ultron after yes. san diego comic-con we did so this just came out today, so we actually have some breaking news, which everybody <laughs> will know about tomorrow before I have this uploaded, so it doesn't fucking matter, because nobody's listening live! 
Go ahead. You posted it. Oh, yes, that's okay. <laughs> so um, before we had talked about, uh, well, we're doing Ultron, but we knew Tim was not going to be involved in the movie at all. Joss told us uh, so. So we, there was lots of rampant speculation on, well, how do you have Ultron without Pym, without Ant-Man? And Hank uh, Pym. Okay, I thought you said Tim yes. at first, and I was like, Tim? Tim, Teddy Tim. Oh. Anyway. Um, and one of the things, and I think it was you, Aaron, that speculated uh, that why don't we just use Jarvis? He's already built into the story. He's already got an attitude. I don't. And I, I that, love that you're giving me credit for that, but I don't think that was me. Well, you know me and my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say your, your your prediction abilities are getting truly uncanny. If that was the case, <laughs> starting um, to creep me out. But uh, yeah, it looks like from the the from the breaking news today that uh, Paul Bettany has kind of hinted that uh, it's going to be Jarvis in the role of Ultron. Um, in uh, the next movie, so I find that acceptable. There's there's nothing better than a than a proper British murder machine. Yeah, I mean it works for Doctor Who. Mm, yes, but that's all British, so that's true. Anyway, uh, and then finish with something amusing. Yes. <laughs> Because literally, this just came uh, came out after we went to went to air. Breaking uh, news! This is very new. Yes, uh, uh, Vin Diesel is is uh, has let the world know that he is going to be doing some motion capture for his role as Groot in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, I don't know about anybody else, but the the image of Vin Diesel uh, being a giant tree with uh, with well with a tree with little ping pongs strapped all over all over his body, jumping around a set is amusing. <laughs> okay, I, I got to say I'm not terribly familiar with Groot, but when I looked it up on Wikipedia, there's a picture of Groot with Rocket Raccoon, Vin Diesel with a raccoon with a gun. That's amusing. I think he should have been Ricky Raccoon, personally, or Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. Groot with Rocket Raccoon. I'm like, okay. Well, the, they did uh, talk, I think it was the end of last week, that the, the rumor for the voice of Rocket uh, Raccoon as being Bradley Cooper. Eh. Eh. Um, I don't... I, I, no. Silver eh. Linings Playbook, all right. I, know. I never could give a shit less about the Hangover movies, so... Yeah, as long as it's a raccoon shooting rockets, I think that's all anybody really cares about. <laughs> he needs to that's have a. Need. He needs More the most raccoon. inappropriate voice possible. I mean, not like high squeaky what you would expect from a cartoon. I mean, I really hope that they do something interesting for him. So well, they could get the uh, uh, one of the uh, like a drill sergeant from uh, uh, one of the <laughs> old seventies. Oh. I was going to say Full Metal Jacket. You got uh... Yeah, that would work. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. You are not a raccoon! I am a raccoon, and I am going to kill you! Yeah. That'll bring credibility. <laughs> uh... <laughs> hmm. All right. All right. It looks like 
Guardians of the Galaxy, they're definitely going for the bunch of misfits causing chaos and eventually coming together as the team in that we know in the comics as far as... Or you don't know as in the comics as most people. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Basically, intergalactic sheriff and his posse. Yes, that's, a, that's a really nice way of putting it, but uh, they definitely do start out as a bunch of uh, misfits. So, we'll fish, see. It'll be a fish-out-of-water story. You know, it'll be interesting. We'll see. All right. Well, I think it's time to go into Fantasyland because I, I... Oh, dear God, there's no other way to put it. This is how I felt. I was... No. I just... This... Okay, when I heard the, the the upcoming announcement, this is what went through my head. No! No! However. Is that going to be our official Nerd Rage sound effect? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll pick up some new ones. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right, the world knows now. Ben Affleck will be the new Batman. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that joke, too. Um... I I don't know how I feel about this. And I think I think we should probably weigh some of the pros and cons. Um Should so we start with we, the cons? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say start with the uh what the president of Warner Brothers said um about uh about the role so that there's context to why he may or may not be a good choice for this. It's okay. And keep hitting my damn push to talk, but <laughs> I need to quit that. <laughs> um, she said that they were really looking for someone who could portray an older seasoned Bruce. Um, so, because I think old and seasoned when I think when I think Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, I mean, he is. Well, okay, he's he, a year he, older than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so I have, I have to be very careful. Don't get me right don't here. get me going on 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 Hollywood's skewed idea of old. <laughs> so I think the fifty year old Batman would be a little. I mean, this Dark Knight Returns maybe, but no, not this. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're 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 looking at a a bats that's been around rather than the one that we've seen in their most recent Batman movies that literally just kind of stumbles through things and somehow manages to beat shit. Yeah, not another origin story. <gasps> See, this is a bonus, but this is one thing yeah. that they even before Affleck was was um tied to the role they were trying to they they were saying we don't want to do an origin story people know who batman is there's no point of doing another fucking origin story yay exactly i don't think that was the exact verbiage but <laughs> close enough <laughs> but i think that was what the sentiment was but i don't know i've i've um i'll be i'll be honest I want to give Affleck some credit, but I kind of wrote him off as an actor many, many years ago, and I know that he's a good director from what people tell me, but, uh, you know, he's not, and when he plays 
you know, when he gets to direct himself, he seems to do okay. But, I mean, that gives me the impression that, that he doesn't take direction well. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I Have, have you guys seen Argo? Have you seen... Um, oh... Uh. Uh, I haven't seen the town yet. The I have seen Argo. I haven't seen either. I haven't. I think the last thing I saw with Affleck was, I don't know, bits and pieces of Daredevil and Ooh. chasing Amy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the last. I think the last movie that I saw him in was Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> My, I don't know. I I know. I, I'm not sure that having somebody big and famous play play someone like Batman is really such a great idea because it's always going to be Affleck playing Batman. It's not going to be, you know, even if he does a great job, it's always going to be, hey, Ben Affleck is being Batman as opposed to it's Batman. And that, you know, even if he does an amazing job, that's always going to be distracting. And it doesn't seem like people go to see movies anymore necessarily because there's a big name in them. Yeah. <coughs> Lone Ranger. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite really sure. I, I'm not sure what there is, what there is to gain. And, you know, other than, you know, wow, it would be awesome to play Batman. I almost don't understand why big name people take parts like that because – it's like it's stacked against him. I, I will give Affleck credit in the fact that he's always been a huge comic book fan, and I figure that has, that has to be it. Yeah, and and I think I think he may understand the Batman. I'm going I'm going to wager a guess that they offered it to him in a sense, but he still had to kind of prove that he could be Batman. I don't know. Bruce Wayne's supposed to be a little bit of snooty and 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 douchey. And he can do that. <laughs> totally, totally. I just... And uh, he's already said that he's committed to... Well, and he proved that in both Argue, uh, Argo and more recently in The Town, if you've seen the pictures of him in The Town. Mm-hmm. He can get stinking ripped. But I, uh, the question that I have in my mind is, I mean, you can be physically fit and still not be intimidating. But, so I think that's the, the I think that's the, the thing that Bats needs. He needs to be able to walk into a room and people automatically step o- take a step away. Well, I think it was Screen Rant that made the comment that while we we've gotten kind of used to the to the growling Batman and not the detective Batman. The Batman that actually is cerebral mm-hmm. um and is known for his institution of wonderful plans you take the most recent dark knight trilogy and you know i i just i finally got around to seeing dark knight rises and i enjoyed it i i picked the hell out of it you know it 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 wasn't a well-written movie um the batman in those movies as as clayton you said it was it kind of just fumbled his way through everything and just kind of figured it out as he went along it did it he, he didn't he didn't have that. All he had was anger. He didn't have the backed-up intelligence. The impression that I got from those movies was all he was was the the angry symbol, and Lucius Fox was the one that saved the day every time with the tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I really yeah. want to see the Batman that we see and have seen in the animated series where he's always one step ahead of the bad guys, even if it doesn't appear to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we don't need to have, like, you know, sh- <laughs> anti-sharks uh, spray in his bat utility belt, but I I don't know. I, I, I'm, I am very hesitant. It won't keep me from seeing the movie because Man of Steel... I, if I listened back to earlier podcasts when we were when they were still in production, I really had no desire to see that movie. I just thought it was just going to be another hack movie. And personally, I enjoyed what they did. It wasn't perfect, um, but it felt like for once I was actually seeing Superman, not just some guy who people were pretending he could hit hard and and they fell. (laughs) (laughs) Or he just stood there and intimidated them because he could deflect bullets off his chest. I mean, he actually seemed like Superman. And I'm just not a DC Comics fan in the classical sense. I mean, I'll watch some of the cartoons and the animated stuff. And, you know, I finally saw, what was it, Justice League Doom. But most, mm-hmm. mostly just so my son could see it. And, and I was like, okay, this is, all, it's all right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I need to be sold, especially with Henry Cavell's performance as, as Kal-El. I need to be sold that Batman's human, but smart. Not just, I'm in the shadows and I'm going to scare you. Boom. Yeah, we need yeah. we need the smart Batman. I think that'll provide a excellent tipping point. I would really like to see a storyline um, either akin to the the Batman Returns uh, uh, animated uh, mo- uh, two movies that just came out, um, where you're dealing with a much older Batman who. There's no way he can deal with he can he, that he can deal with Kal-El one-on-one so he has to use his intelligence or since they keep bringing up the damn rumor of a Batman Beyond movie using this as Affleck as the brains and then have an unknown in the suit yeah. do a, a mentorship uh um role I would love to see either of those, and it'll probably be neither, but... Well, and what it sounds like to me, and what I was thinking earlier is, you know, I, I'm i not saying I don't care who plays Batman, but who it is doesn't matter to me nearly as much as the script and the story. Exactly. As long as you get somebody that's, you know, a remotely decent actor. And Ben, ben Affleck is, you know, what... What you thought I mean, of have you seen him? The other, a lot have of that you was seen him in Story Voyage of the Mimi? He was so good. Oh what? wait, he was what? twelve. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry, I, Daredevil. You were saying. And you know, a lot of a lot of the problems with with comic book movies that don't do well is the scripts are written poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bad story. They weren't faithful to the material. Things like that. You get somebody that can that that can act. You know, passably with a decent script and that that you know covers interesting things, explores interesting ideas. Isn't just you know. Oh, they're going to he's going to rescue some chicky and and they're going to fall in love and things will blow up. You know, something that actually explores some of the storylines. Mm-hmm. 
that that's going to carry it more than more than the actor, I think. I agree. I mean, it's it. I'm I'm. I, I think that the title itself sounds cool, but I'm still not convinced that Batman versus Superman was the way to go with the second ep, uh, the second movie. Um, but you know they're rushing to be competitive with um, Marvel, and so that's what the route that they went. And I'm still not sold that a Justice League movie will work, but um, I'll still give it a shot unless it just looks so bad that I want to rip my own eyeballs out before I see it. Yeah, I think, well, I think, uh, Warner brothers is building up to the justice league movie. And this is the, is the first step. And I think it's the first smart step. Cause if you can get Batman and Superman to play out well on the big screen and then bringing in the rest of the cast is much more doable. Now, and, and, and I brought this up, um, I'm not saying that I was the one who came up with the idea, but quite some time ago. <laughs> Clayton is. <laughs> on, on the Facebook uh, fan page, I asked, you know, do, do we think that they'll actually use the Green Arrow? Because season two of Arrow will be Green Arrow. And um, they're bringing the Flash into the series. Will they actually integrate the TV series into Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman in order to already have an established character mythos that they can just jump in and say, hey, look, these are these guys, and hey, if you, if you want to know more about them, season one is out on DVD, you know. But um, That's dangerous. It's dangerous, but I don't know how the fuck they think they're going to introduce The Flash <laughs> or Green Arrow or Wonder Woman and just... I, it, it seems so sloppy to me to just say, boom, Justice League. Maybe, it, maybe I'm maybe I'm being overly harsh and pessimistic, but you it. know I think that's probably pretty much what they're going to do. So many right. things like this just seems like, look at somebody cool, bam, there you go. Look at somebody else, cool, bam, there you go. Look, look, oh, cool, bam, there's somebody else. Something blows up by our action figures. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie that doesn't. I haven't seen a movie that doesn't seem like that in a while, and I'm afraid that's what they're going to try to do. Unfortunately. Especially since not. it's Warner Brothers, who who really has a very long track record of not understanding what their audience wants. Oh yeah, without a doubt, mm-hmm. they've never figured it out. So I think I think Superman and Batman will will be talking about it more. I must you know it, hopefully Geekhead Radio is still around when the movie comes out. <laughs> but it, you. Know, I, I honestly think that Ben Affleck is the least of our problems. Yeah, I agree. So speaking of other problems, and, and just briefly on casting with uh, Batman versus Superman, um, if you've seen Man of Steel at this point, you know that one notable Superman villain is missing. Who would that be? Lex Luthor. Yes, and so everybody is jumping on the possibility that Lex Luthor will be the threat that brings not only Superman uh, to our rescue, but brings Batman in. So we have two competing billionaires who have lots of technology and lots of money behind them. Um, so what's the natural thing that everybody starts assuming when they, you know, Lex Luthor is bald. So what do they do? They think about actors who are currently bald. 
So one of the big names that's being kicked around, and I'm not complaining, this is a good one, but Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. And he was also the anti-dentist, no, he was a dentist in, in Seinfeld, too. He was? Yeah! Oh, I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> bet, bet that's a large portion of his resume. <laughs> Brian, and he was in Murder, She Wrote, for a while, too. I, I looked up IMDb one day. Um Brian Cranston is, you know, Breaking Bad's ending. It's technically ended for him. I'm sure he's looking for the next big thing. He's shown that he's more than just a comedic actor. Um, He knows how to play serious roles, and he could probably bring a little bit of Walter White slash Heisenberg to um, Lex Luthor, and I'm sure that would make everybody thrilled. But I think that's um, being a little nearsighted. Um, personally, just going with the fact that he's kind of popular now, he's kind of evil, and he's kind of bald. Kind of bald. And it's just because he shaves his head for the show. Because nobody could do that. No. 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 Is there any is there any substance to this, or is this just, you know, some random dude said it on nah. the internet, and then... It's kind of a random dude thing, and then Brian Cranston specifically came out and said, I would love to play Lex Luthor. Hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, Nathan Fillion also said the same thing about being Green Lantern, and we end up with Ryan Reynolds, so whatever. I think Nathan Fillion should play Lex Luthor. That'd be fun. I think Warner Brothers needs to pull their head out <laughs> of their asses and look at what the fucking fans want for once. Now, until uh, until the uh, we start seeing what's happening at Warner Brothers happen for DC, we are probably stuck with inaccurate, bad stories and generally bad casting when it comes to Warner Brothers superhero movies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, there's that. So I, th- I think that wraps it up for what would be considered the meat of the show. I know this is going to be a shorter episode, but um, we've got, you know, we've kind of dropped hints about this and you've been following us on Facebook. Um, we are actually for once in the first time going to meet each other face to face. That is, Courtney, Aaron, and Clayton. Yay! Freaky. <laughs> Somehow, Salt Lake City finally decided to pull their heads out of their ass and join into the Comic Con fra- uh, phase. Phase? Phase? Fame? Fame? Whatever. Fame. We can call, we can call it uh, <laughs> fame because, oh my god, has this thing blown up? Yeah, mm-hmm. th- this started it as a small, little, tiny um, endeavor in, in slight geekiness, and, and then caught on and they have sold over 20,000 tickets. Um, They had to move from a small convention center to the largest convention center here in Salt Lake city. And directly downtown checking with me. So we have to change our hotel reservations. (laughs) But um, I'm excited for this because one, I get to see you two for the first time and we get to spend time together and drink. And, and and geek out or irritate the hell out of each other and decide we're breaking up. <laughs> but also, we get to see the has-beens of the science fiction community live. <laughs> the guest list is, is a who's who of who doesn't have a career anymore. And... <laughs> hey, I'd like, I'd like the, the latest one they added. Tom Servo? <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, the kid, the the the, the kid who, uh, from Neverending Story, Atreyu. Oh, awesome! And, oh, I haven't checked recently. And and he was yeah. it was the obnoxious kid on the original Battlestar Galactica too. Yes, 
I'm I'm excited that Adrian Paul is going to be there. Oh, I've that I've, is fabulous. My goal, my goal for years has been to find out why in the in the Highlander series why why he wore you know the you know McLeod's the sexy dude whatever and he's in this sexy scene and all of a sudden he's in tidy whities. <laughs> Whose decision was that? He's a plum smuggler. What? what? He's a plum smuggler. <laughs> that you know, I'm not asking for you know, please, please, no, nothing from Spencer's or anything. But, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, a nice set of, a nice set of, you know, '90s bikinis or something. And no, tidy whities totally pulled me out of the, pulled me out of the moment. <laughs> I think it would pull most women out of the moment. Pretty much. So I'm um, that that. For years, that isn't my goal. Who made that? Who made that costuming decision? You can you can stand in line with my mother-in-law because we're buying her. We're buying her the picture opportunity with Adrian Paul. I'm sure he could use the money. Uh, Buy him a nice cheeseburger, and um, you can ask him that while he gets his picture taken with my mother-in-law. I don't do, I don't do lines. Can I have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can just ninja your way in. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Dude, dude, you want to be on Geekhead Radio? We're awesome. Come on. Come on. Cards, okay, baby. Tell us why the tidy whities We got the cards. I know we got at least one Geekhead Radio t shirt, so. <laughs> and, um, but uh, the other cool thing is, is that if we can get um, equipment to do so, we will be doing a live broadcast with each other in the actual vicinity. I mean, like. Which, which might be totally different from from being in three different places, but might not. Who knows? So we won't know until we start drinking. Exactly. I yeah. might actually brush my hair for it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Or we can just take off the camera just so, you know, Courtney's not so concerned. Whatever. I'll brush my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. All right. I, I guess that falls flat if you're not looking at a camera right now. Anyway. Um. Now, we hinted at the top of the show about a contest, and we've, we've hinted at it, trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. But if you remember back when we had Joe Caroni on the show, fabulous Star Wars artist that he is, he had sent us two copies of this Boba Fett capturing the, the Slave Leia. I think it, he titled it the, the Princess Slave or something like that. Yes. He sent us two signed copies of this wonderful piece of artwork and one, we... one for me and one for Clayton after yeah, we yeah. after we clobber you over the head and steal them from you next weekend. Shit. I'm hiding oh, these. Oh crap, was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> Blew the plan, didn't I? I will pull a, I'll, I I yeah. It's misdirection. <laughs> now 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 he won't know where we're actually going to attack. <laughs> reverse reverse psychology. Yeah, and I'm picking up Clayton at the airport, so I can just imagine it'll be He'll be distracting me, and Tisha, his wife, will be in the background with a blackjack and twink, and hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> yep. Granted, and I'll after be... after we do that, we'll realize we don't know where you live. <laughs> and I was the one driving. So... <laughs> I, I bet we could find it. I'm good with the Google. So this is our plan, and um, we, will, we will hold off posting this until tomorrow on the page. But if you are listening to this live... <laughs> no, you're not. Um, what we are going to do is we we want more listeners. Um, we have done phenomenal in some of our uh, episodes. Some of our episodes are approaching 500 downloads, and I'm fucking happy. 
Um, and I want more people to listen to Geekhead Radio because I love doing it. And, 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 and I like to have an audience because I'm slightly narcissistic. So, There's no shame in sweat. <laughs> what we are going to do is for every new like that we get on the Facebook fan page, that person will be entered into the contest. But the key is, is they also have to message us and say who referred them to Geekhead Radio. Now, they don't necessarily have to listen yet. Eventually, they can do that. But um, send a private message to the Geekhead Radio fan page, or even they can place a message on directly on the board just stating, I'm new to Geekhead Radio, and Courtney, I'm not going to say your last name, even though you can figure it out. Send to me. Yeah. Um, and you will be entered into the contest. Also, we want more iTunes reviews, because the more iTunes reviews we get, the higher we get on the list. And when someone types in geek, we may eventually beat out Geek for Jesus. <laughs> Please let us beat Geek for Jesus. Please. <laughs> Help us. That can, that, can, that can be our goal. Help us beat Geek for Jesus. When, think... when, once we beat Geek for Jesus, maybe we'll have another con- contest. Exactly. And if you happen to be one of our uh, local listeners from Salt Lake City, when I say local, and you happen to be at the Comic-Con, um, and you see one of us, feel free to tell us that uh, you get head from Geekhead. <laughs> Just don't say it to Courtney. I was just saying, if this turns into something where I have to report someone, I will, yeah. Didn't I just chastise everybody um, a couple episodes back about the do not harass the female cosplayers or your female geeks, you sons of bitches? Yes. (sighs) We are not endorsing, we are not endorsing that. Exactly. And also, you can get free geek therapy as well. Um, and, And Clayton can tell you how to debug programs. So, <laughs> no, Courtney, Courtney, I break them. She makes them. He break. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. He breaks them. I fix them. Okay. So we'll figure out what we're going to do on Justin TV, but it sounds like, um, not this Saturday, but, um, September 7th will be our local live face to face episode. It will not be in my basement. It will sooner steal the Wi-Fi from the Hilton. <laughs> Why not? So, anyway, I think this is time to wrap it up. So, this is uh, Preacher23 telling you, don't just embrace your inner geek. Make love to it. And this is Perrin. And thank you once more for getting some wonderful head from Geekhead. (laughs) And this is Courtney reminding you that a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the... Never mind. Terminate transmission of Geekhead Radio.